Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast. We are already, what, Mac, seven days into October. It's unbelievable. We're into spooky season. We're into Halloween season. And what's funny enough is Mac is really just in baby season. And as you can tell, (laughs) he is in a new room because this really isn't Amelia's fault. You said your neighbor was taking a chainsaw to something. It's funny. The the two times that I have had to change locations, neither of them technically the baby's fault. Now, the first one was because she existed. Like everybody wanted to come and see her. So if she wasn't alive, then that wouldn't have happened. Stop being so um, cute, Amelia. Yeah. Yeah. Golly. I'm so selfish. Um, the, this one currently, so I'm setting up, I'm getting ready. I'm turning on the lights and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden I, I hear this massive humming noise and I look outside my window and there's two chainsaws going to town <laughs> on this hedge. I'm like, well, this, they have a long way to go. This is a big hedge. This is not going to work. I, I need to relocate. And uh, here we are in the, in the guest room. So you guys are getting a tour. Welcome to MTV Cribs. Thank you. Uh, here we are. I love that we're getting the tour. I was like, I don't think that's your room because the brown curtains are different. Right. So I remembered. <laughs> and I do I love Kathy's that. taste. So I like seeing that's all right. the different rooms. Yeah, come on. But we're here and we made it. And Mac, I mean, we say this every week, but the Atlantic Division just continues to be loaded, full of great teams. And because of the scheduling, you're pretty much going to get a great Atlantic battle every week. So let's just dive into our Big 3 breakdown here and start with the game that we previewed a little bit on Wednesday. If you missed our Wednesday episode, we had Florida State wide receiver Micah Pittman on. He was awesome. Really, really enjoyed talking with him. And we previewed the game a little bit there. When we did that preview, I said I was leaning FSU. You said you were leaning NC State. Let's see if we're still thinking that. Florida State (laughs) at number 14, NC State, 8 p.m. ACC Network, so primetime on ACCN. Don't miss it. The Huddle Crew. You'll be in Bristol, right? You won't be in I'm back, baby. Come on. But Mac is back, finally. Well, that's I I just heard you because I was screaming so loud I couldn't hear you. Um, Yeah, we're not in Raleigh. I mean, that kind of stinks. A big miss there. It would have been super fun. Uh, But I'm back with my boys. I I get to go and, and hang out and work. Uh, which I'm super excited for that. But I'm going to be FaceTiming Amelia and Kaki probably every other second. Sure, so sure. there'll be frequent check-ins. But yeah, jacked up for this game, KG. And, and it's, you know, I love what you said there kind of at the beginning of we keep saying it, but it's true. It's loaded. This yeah. weekend is jam-packed with, you know, meaningful games. And how fun is that? Just to have these teams that are playing really, really well right now. There's a couple of high-stakes games that can really set the tone for the rest of these divisional races. And for some people, you either get to stay in the car or you're out on the, you're out the outside looking in uh, that, that's going to this Atlantic and to the coastal race here. So excited for this one. And, and honestly, KG, I'm still leaning, rocking, we'll pick in a second. I'm with the Wolfpack. I just okay. think that when Tell I look at that team, when I'm hearing everything that's coming out of that camp about how – upset they are and angry they are. I think they're really going to channel that at home, get this big W. And when I look at the team, I just, I think they're more of a complete team. And when I say that, that's from a special teams, offense, defense, and that's what NC State has been, you know, for the last couple of years to me. And I think that's going to really come to light here going against these guys from FSU. When I see that run game, you know, for NC State, I think Sumo has to get back involved. For He's sure. a guy that, for, for whatever reason, was not in that much 
against Clemson. Uh, and, and so I think that he has to really, you know, lead the way there. Listen, Florida State gives up nearly 150 plus a game. You have to do that and then some. Like you have to go and take those yards and really get it done there. And then I think from the defensive perspective, KG, they're they're just a, a better unit. And I think that they're going to really present FSU some challenges. I think that if you can bottle up the run and if you can really severely limit the run for Florida State, then you've got a great chance. And, and obviously the linebacker play from NC State has been tremendous. I think those guys go out and have their best game here tonight or Saturday night against uh, FSU. Max always trying to make these games tonight because he just, just I'm wants ready. football. I'm to just ready. <laughs> See, it's very rare that you and I approach a game and we literally argue the two different sides. But I think this is where we are right now because I I still am rocking with Florida State. And one thing you said about FSU one one of their weaknesses you would say is is run defense. I mean, they're giving up 150 mm-hmm. yards per game. NC State has not proven to me this year that they can run the ball consistently. So look, if this is the get right game and you do run the ball consistently, okay. But I haven't seen that proof from NC State. I understand what you're saying in that NC State is perhaps the most complete team. But something that I generally go with is Jordan Travis is the better quarterback. I mean, he's he's played better. He's played better this season, Mac. And I'll just throw my stat out there right now because it has to do with JT and Devin Leary. Something that many people would not have suspected, really anybody except for probably Micah Pittman, who is talking up Jordan Travis all the time. Jordan Travis right now is beating Devin Leary in passing yards per game, yards per attempt, and completion percentage. Three of the most important stats for a quarterback. He also has a better rating, all these different things. Something that no one really would have predicted, but JT right now is playing better than Devin Leary. And I would say, the playmakers around JT have helped him more than Devin's playmakers, so that's part of it. But that's that's one of my main reasons why I'm leaning FSU. I will say this, Mac, and this is that this stat I looked up, and I didn't put it as my stat of the week because it benefited <laughs> you. So I'll just say it, and you can yes, talk about it. Yes. <laughs> Something that's a little surprising: NC State has won four of the last five versus Florida State. Yeah. Now, part of this FSU's been down. We know all that. Bad. But NC State and most of the – pretty much all the guys on this team and definitely all the starters have experienced a win over Florida State. So I think that's big in this game. And just for, for a confidence you know, thing for yeah. sure and the fact that they're back home. And it's I know that environment. Yeah, yeah. That, that environment's going to be nuts. And, and that historically, Carter Finley has been a house of horrors it for has. FSU when they're really, really good. Now when they're getting back, you know, going to be an interesting story. I'm fascinated to see this quarterback duel because, mm. as you said, I don't think there's any question Jordan Travis has been playing better. And when you look at the season stats, you look at all those things, he, he's kind of wiping the floor with them. But these last two weeks, Devin has really looked good. Devin has taken the steps necessary. I think we saw something click. And again, I know it was UConn, but that translated to Clemson where he was making unbelievable throws, really tight windows, was staying in there, taking shots, and still delivering you know big-time passes. Florida State does not really blitz. They do not create that extra pressure. Now, if they try here, certainly that'll be you know an interesting thing to look at. But I think Devin's going to cook, and I think this is going to be kind of his this-is-who-I'm-supposed-to-be game, and he gets a big W here. So my keys to this game for, for NC State is just having that balance, being able to establish the run. As you said, they haven't been able to do that in like three years, but can you do a healthy dose three of that? Get those, get those running backs involved. Um, 
Because I think that's just going to open up the passing lanes even more, and then you get some one-on-one matchups. You get some safeties who aren't just backing up right away uh, and, and have to respect that run. For the FSU side, it's all about the defense for me and Jared Verse. He's available. He's back. How much percent-wise is he healthy? Is, is it as close as to 100% as he can be? Because he is a game-changer. And, and on the broadcast from a week ago, people are calling him one of the best defenders in college football when you have that guy back, you know what it means. And so if he's healthy, if he's ready to go, he is going to be the key for that defense getting after Devin Leary. I think Jared Versus needs to be – he needs to play big uh, for FSU to win this game. The other thing I would add about FSU's defense, we've talked about how they're giving up a lot of yards on the ground. They've kind of been an average defense so far. I think the less talked about point is that they did hold Wake Forest to 31 points. Now, Wake had that 28 to nothing scoring run. I, I get that. But, you know, Wake scored nearly 50 on Clemson. So I think that's something to be proud of. That's something that yeah. you can build on. And I just believe that FSU is, is more confident right now. I think that the Wake right. loss hurt FSU less than the Clemson loss did for NC State. It, it, it we'll is see. interesting. You know, it would have been cool to interview a NC State person, too, just to see their mindset because sure. we heard it from Micah. And, and Micah and I was think super he, confident. Yeah, I think he represents the team pretty well where he's like, we should have won. We ran out of time. We did some really dumb things in the first half, and we figured it out in the second. We just ran out of time. And I think that that is it, – it's not – I don't think it's cocky. It's confidence. It's just understanding yeah. who you are and knowing – so that's a good place to be when you're going against another very high-caliber opponent, number 14-ranked NC State at their house. You've got to have that mindset. It can't be woe is me, like, man, we let another one get away, this and that. It's got to be, we should have won. We're going to take care of business this week. So it's it's kind of different energies. I've, I've only seen what I've read and, and from afar with NC State, but it seems like both teams are ready to get back on the football field and to get back in the W column. Oh, definitely. And you're right. Maybe if we'd interviewed an NC State player and he was super confident, then I'd be like, oh, NC State's really confident. <laughs> but we only interviewed Micah Pittman. That's okay, right. So I think it's safe to say I'm taking Florida State plus three. Mac, what is your pick? I'm going with I'm going with the Wolfpack. Okay. I think they get it done. The one interesting thing I will say about this spread is every time, you know, these numbers matter and they're so intriguing mm-hmm. of why they, they this and that. Anytime you see a three for the home team, Normally, that's just saying home field advantage. So right. really, it's a pick them in, in Vegas's eyes. But they're leaning for NC State because of that home field advantage. I, I think that NC State covers that. I think that the over is surely in play here. Um, so I, I'm going with both of those. I'm taking the points for, for the Wolfpack, and I'm taking the over here. The total is interesting at 50 and a half. <laughs> I, I think I would... Come to the dark side. I Come think on. I would lean over, but yes, I don't love that total. Kind of, kind of difficult there. It's a scary um, number for you. Yeah, it's a little scary. But I'm glad we disagree. All right, let's start off right there with a bang. The big game. Yeah, the we last time on. this happened, I did so well. So this is great. Let's keep it going. <laughs> You're doing great, Mac. Okay, our next game in our big three breakdown. Another very interesting game for a variety of reasons. North Carolina is traveling to Miami. North Carolina again, despite their Notre Dame losses, in a very good spot. They're four and one overall. They're one and zero in the league. Miami has yet to play a league game, so they haven't hurt themselves at all in league play, but they are 2-2, two and two, so keep that in mind. They're coming off a terrible loss to Middle Tennessee. Four o'clock game on ACC Network. Miami is a four-point favorite. Mac, let's just start there. Why do you think Miami is a four-point favorite? Is that just home field? Because I get the home field part, but also no. Miami doesn't have a home field <laughs> no. advantage. it is not. You know what it is? It's Vegas, FPI, voters, Myself sometimes included, 
Love Miami for no reason. No reason at all. It's just, yeah, this is a great shiny thing. Let's pick them. They look great. Uh, North Carolina's the the shinier thing right now. So I think this number's crazy. I, I think it's a, a guarantee. Let's just go ahead and say it, that North Carolina gets this dub. A guarantee. I think, I, I think it's free money. I think it's free money that they that those points and that Vegas number. Vegas always knows something though, Matt. No, and not with what... the canes. Not with oh. the canes. <laughs> Listen, it's it's massive implications. It, it's getting off to a really good start for Miami, or it's kind of securing yourself and, and being in that driver's seat. For North Carolina, and mm-hmm. it's just—it's going to be fascinating, KG, to see the mindset of this Hurricane team because you get brutally embarrassed. You lose a game that you had no business losing, twenty point, whatever. If there was even a line favorite, and then you have a bye, and you have to go through. Oh, Mac, camp by the way, and there was a line because I, I had Middle Tennessee covering. Oh, you did. Perfect. Of course you did. Um, so I didn't uh, have them winning. Let's be very clear. <laughs> you had it down. You you knew. You knew. Um, and, and so with that, that you go on this bye week, and and you know, Coach Cristobal and staff are probably just absolutely going ham. Mm. It's camp. We're tackling. We're full speed. Mm, You're brutal. like it, it's the worst thing I could ever imagine. So Seriously. did they come out of that better? Did they come out of that more as a team? Did they come out of that feeling okay? You know, let's do something right. about this or. Is it like, this sucks, I hate where I am, I don't want to be here type thing, and we see a team give up. And and I don't know what to expect. I really don't because I thought that what we saw last week would never happen again to Miami. Those inexplicable losses, those losses where for the last 10 years there's always one that creeps up and you're just like, where did that come from? I thought that was over with, and obviously it's not. And so I, I don't know what to expect from these guys. And, and the fact that we're questioning our quarterback and, you know, this guy was on every Heisman board, first round draft pick, everything that we've seen from his performance a year ago. And now guys can't catch his passes. Now we're not throwing the ball downfield. We're dinking and dumping and running, you know, help him out a little bit in, in my, you know, my, you know, breakdown of this situation. So it's a weird, weird thing. And until proven otherwise, it's going to get weirder. It's there's so many fascinating parts of this game. For a Miami offense, and really just a Miami team that's trying to get right, but also specifically the offense, you are going up against a UNC defense that can't stop a bloody nose. Now, they did stop Virginia Tech, and and that was encouraging, even though Virginia Tech really can't play offense. So (laughs) you think that Miami is going to be able to get something going against this UNC defense, but they're going to have to really score because they're going to have to outscore UNC, and I don't know if they can do that. And, Mac, you were talking about the TVD situation, being benched, and the DJ and Cade situation. Mm-hmm. How would you compare that? Because, obviously, DJ's won, won the job now, and it's no big deal. But yeah. do you expect to see TVD this whole game? Yeah. You, you know what is so different about that is when, when you looked at the beginning of this season, DJ had not shown what Tyler showed a, a year ago. ACC I mean, rookie six, Straight, yes. 300-plus yard games, three-plus touchdowns, running an offense flawlessly. So to question him is chaotic to me. To think that it's his fault it's crazy. is ludicrous to me. And it's just, it's not the same. DJ really, really struggled last year. And we've spoken about that ad nauseum, about what that looked like. And now he's turned around, and I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC. I've got a little power rankings coming out a little later today on ACC quarterbacks. So... With that in mind, KG, it's so not even close to the same situation to me. And I, I think that I've seen some people talking about that, and I just I don't get it. I, I don't think it's even close. And when you see what Tyler has done, 
he severely needs his skill players around him to help him. Yeah. He needs his play caller to get him in situations to throw the ball downfield, do what he does best, which is grip it and rip it. And at the end of the day, that has not happened yet. So it's kind of similar to UVA. Something's got to change because you have a great quarterback and you're not utilizing him. You're not doing the things necessary and your skill players are not helping him out. Well, speaking of one quarterback to the other, we've got TVD. We've got questions about Miami, their quarterback situation, their offense. I mean, if if Miami has another sluggish first quarter, do they bench him again? Like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I would think not, but we'll see. On the flip side, you've got Drake May, who, Mac, many people are saying this. You've been the guy saying it, I think, earliest, that Drake May might be the best quarterback in the league. And yeah. this guy could be a, a top 10 pick when it's all said and done. He's that talented. Top five. It Top keeps five. getting lower and lower, KG. I mean, he, he just – he has every skill that you could ever imagine, and, and he's a redshirt freshman. I mean, this is his first go-around. This will be his, you know, sixth game that he started. Yeah, and and so when I look at that and just think of what the, the future could be because he gets the ball where it needs to go. He goes through his progressions, one, two, three, gets the ball out. He escapes when he needs to escape. The one flaw that he does have that I will say can – can hurt him physically and in other ways is he's got to get down. He keeps yeah. trying to jump over people, run through people. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. So just get down, slide. protect yourself, slide. Um, but other than that, I mean, footwork is tremendous. Accuracy, arm strength, and decision-making. It has been very impressive to see. And so with that in mind, how confident are you as a team, as an offense, to say, we're, we could score more than these guys. They can't put up any type of points. All the while, this is their fourth straight potential win over Miami. So all the confidence, to me, is with North Carolina. And, and that can that can build up really quickly. That, that can get to the thing where it's just like, it's this avalanche coming on top of you if you're you know Miami and, and the things that they're being able to do. So I think North Carolina's feeling really good about this situation. I think that they and Duke are in a really good spot to to ultimately win this thing out, just like all of us predicted. And of I course. do have to give credit. Greg McElroy, during the summer, said he loved North Carolina. He did. We thought that he was he crazy him. out of his mind. I don't think he really thought this, but if he did, quarterback whisperer, that's why he makes so much money, so good at his job. He said we were a year early on UNC, and I yeah. think he was banking on some more of these five stars stepping up, especially defensively. Mm -hmm. Not on Drake May being this incredible, but you know what? We'll have what? to clarify. We'll have to call him and say, what, what did you mean by we'll that? We'll give him credit because he picked UNC to win the Coastal, and we'll see. Right. I mean, there's still a lot of football left. Duke will have a say. Mac, this is something that most people probably would not think, that UNC has won three straight against Miami. I had to go look back and look at the scores. That, that surprised me. And I think the other interesting fact here is the last time North Carolina went to Miami – Two years ago, they beat him 62 to 26. It was, it was so an bad. absolute boat race. It was embarrassing. <laughs> so my stat for this game, it has to do with quarterback play again. That's really where my stats are this week. That's where my head is. Of course, there's great quarterback play in this league. The only QBs, let's see if you can guess this, Mac. The only QBs who have a worse QB rating than Tyler Van Dyke so far this season in the ACC are whom? There are three. There's three. Okay, thank you for telling me so that. So he's 11th um, in the league. Uh, oh, I, I know this then. Uh, uh, Cunningham? No. Cunningham's no. right above him. Such a hater. Uh, okay, he's right above him. Okay, good. Uh, Jeff Sims? Jeff Sims. Devin Leary? No, 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 no. Okay, good. Whew. I'm going to give you one more guess because I'm just okay. so bad right now. Um, Phil Dracovic for sure. 
No, Jerk's a- ahead of him. This is unbelievable. Give me the list. Well, tell me, forgot, tell me who it is. You forgot Grant Wells, which I understand because he's kind of oh, forgettable. Yeah. Virginia Grant Tech. Sorry, and then Grant. the one that would blow your mind, Mac. I would not have guessed this. You would not have guessed this. The guy who is dead last in QB rating in the ACC is Brennan Armstrong. Oh, I could have. I've, I should have known that. But still, it's, it doesn't it. make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I just look sense. so dumb. I look so dumb right there. That was unbelievable. Matt, I threw, <laughs> I put you on the spot. It's all good. You forget Grant Wells even exists. I understand. Forget him. Yeah. And you wouldn't think Brendan was that low. So, I mean, we'll talk about the UVA game in a second. That, that stat should be remembered. But we talked, we alluded to this a couple episodes ago, I believe. The scheme change for TVD and Brendan has just been catastrophic. Brutal. Brutal. And I don't. I'm taking UNC as well. I don't know how much a bye week can do for Miami and for this offense. So I'm taking North right. Carolina plus four. And I, th- I think UNC's going to win. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think anything truly positive. Maybe. We'll see. Again, until proven otherwise, that's where I am on Miami right now. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's a you got to show me because two in a row, two bad losses in a row where you, you should have won at A&M. You just couldn't do anything. Yeah. And then you get embarrassed at, and at A&M home. And so. A&M is – Looking worse and worse by the week. Yay, Miami. <laughs> Yay, right for Miami. Miami. Not real. Uh, the, the one key for me, it's really this quarterback battle. And, and it's yeah. kind of, it's actually KG stats and info. I'm giving you some stats here. That's kind of my key there. You're, you're rubbing off on me, partner. Who would have thought to start this season when these two played that Drake May would have nearly double the passing yards five times the amount of touchdowns that's crazy. and the QBR through the roof? Who would have thought five that in times. any stretch? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely wow. crazy. So for me, the key to this game is going to be quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Can TVD, can this offense, I'm just going to say offense. It's not Tyler. It's not Tyler. It's can everything. this offense put him in a situation to win this football game? Or are we going to see North Carolina and the boys run away with it again, back-to-back years going down to Miami and the things that they're able to do? So I'm taking Carolina easily uh, You know, with those points. And I think I'm taking the under. I don't know how Miami's going to score. Mm-hmm. And if I take the over, I think what I'm, uh, my process is North Carolina is blowing them absolutely out of the water. So I think the over is, or the under is certainly the play here and all day. I mean, it's a, it's a guarantee Give me North Carolina with the points. I agree. The total is 66. I would go under. Let's see if, if Mario Cristobal can coach him up. I mean, I would love to see yeah. some life from Miami. Sure. But like you said, Mac, you kind of have to, to see it to believe it. Prove it. Okay, so we agree on that one. Let's go to our final game of our big three breakdown, then we'll get to our speed round. Number five, Clemson is at Boston College. Clemson is 5-0, 3-0 in the league. BC is 2-3, 1-2 in the league because they just beat Louisville because everyone predicted that. 7.30 p.m. on ABC, another ACC game, another Clemson game on ABC. Tigers are a 20.5-point favorite. Total is 48.5. This game, I think, I'm not sure this game is interesting. I think the spread is interesting. And, and that's why, you know, Vegas does this to make games like this interesting for, for viewers <laughs> and for um, fans. But the bottom line with this game, Mac, is for Clemson, I think you, you, you be who you are. DJ continues to play like he is. The bottom line, though, is you've got to know where Zay Flowers is at all times, and you can't let that man beat you, which is very, very hard to do because Zay Flowers leads the ACC in receiving yards per game, touchdowns, receptions per game, receptions. Zay Flowers is an absolute baller. I, I'm I'm glad he stayed at BC because we get to watch him. I think he's making the most out of a tough situation, and he's no. not quitting. He's not saying, I'm sitting out. I'm getting ready for the league. No. He's going out there. He's put his body on the line every week. He's still giving it 100,000%. Mm-hmm. Zay Flowers is just one of those guys that 
is what's right about college football. And I love watching him play. And Clemson needs to know where he is. Right. And did not think that we'd start with Boston College here, but I, I like this because I 100% agree with you. And I think that the loyalty factor, that card, the maturity factor that, that he exemplified there, on top of all the physical stuff he's doing on yeah. the field, which is nuts, he's by far having his best year, is going to really help him. I, I think he's playing his way into the first round. I think he's you know going to go down to the Senior Bowl if, if he accepts mm-hmm. that invite. That'd be crazy not to invite him. Go show out, get in front of these coaches, and he's going to be just fine. Zay Flowers has been an, a beautiful thing of college football, like you just said, on top of the production. I mean, if I'm Clemson, I'm putting whoever I think my best defensive back is on him every single play. And then guess what? I'm going to have a little safety. At this point, I'm a little safety that? falling. I don't know. I don't know who it is. Uh, and then I'm going to have a safety following him around. Yeah. And we're going to go boxing one on that guy, basically, where there's no shot that we're going to lose because of him. He, this guy's not going to beat us. Anybody else, go have fun. We might leave guys wide open just to see if they'll even throw him the football. Zay Flowers is not going to go over for 100 yards. That that would be my mindset if I'm the Clemson defense. But looking at the Tigers and, and you know, everything that DJ has done, the, the things that he has changed, the, the development that we have seen right before our eyes, KG, I, I went back and watched that Clemson-NC State game again, and he made five passes that he could not physically make mm. a year ago. It's unreal. With touch with anticipation, with understanding of the offense. The Shipley one is such a great example of really all three of those combined. His uh, uh, elusiveness, able to slight – it's not like he's, you know, Travis or or, or Cunningham back there moving all over the place. It's just a subtle adjustment. Boom, hit your guy. And that's what it takes. That's what you you need at a guy that can play at this high level. And listen, we knew – the capabilities were there. If you go back and listen to any episode, any TV show we've ever done, we say consistency was the biggest thing that DJ has to get better at. And here he is. Yeah. And he's going to be one of the best players in the country when it's all said and done. I think that this game, KG, is is where we need to see him really just dominate. Where it's like, okay, you've had unbelievable performances against two top 15 opponents. Only team in the entire country, by the way, with two top 15 wins. Um, you got to go out and do it again and again and again. And it's in prime time. Everybody's going to be watching. You're going to have the attention of the entire college football world. Go out and do it. And and so the only thing that I think could limit that, Kelly, it, when you're looking at this, is Boston College's run defense is so bad. Like, he might not get Just the opportunity. The he might only throw it 15 times because Clemson's running at 10 yards a clip. Uh, why wouldn't you run it every single time? So it's going to be fascinating to see how they attack it. Um, And then defensively, I mean, this legit is a game that Phil could get hurt. Like he could get hurt if if they don't roll the pocket. Yeah, of course, we don't. If they want don't that. get quick game. No, do not want that at all. I hope his offense continues to do glimpses of what we saw against Louisville. But it's going to be really interesting to see uh, just just how does BC attack it? Because I know Clemson's coming. They're they're coming. Yeah. No, you're exactly right with that offensive line. I think that's a big factor here. Why I'm going to take Clemson to cover, even though when Clemson goes to Chestnut Hill. If you look That's back, in, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, they don't really cover in Chestnut Hill. The last time Clemson went to Chestnut Hill, they did cover. Now, it's been a long time. It's been since 2018 because of how the COVID yeah. schedule shaped mm-hmm. up. It was a Trevor Lawrence team. It was a team that won the yeah. national title. So the last two times that Clemson and BC have played, Clemson has not covered. Both of those were in Death Valley. Take with that what you will. The other stat to know, just from a Vegas standpoint, Boston College is 1-4 and four against the spread this season, and the only time they covered was last week against Louisville. Right. So they have not 
been great against the spread. Weirdly enough, Mac, DJ has seemed to, he's played his two best games against top 15 teams, as you said. I, I like what you're saying in that let's see a really good game against a team that doesn't necessarily make you get up for the game. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he was good against Law Tech. He was fine against Georgia Tech, not in the first quarter, but beyond that. Let's see if he can put together another, you know, somewhat flawless performance against a team where there's not as much hype around that game. Right. So that's kind of what I'm looking for, DJ. And who knows, as you pointed out, if this game does get to a blowout, do we see some Klubnik? I think I right. think that's a question that a lot of Clemson fans are wondering. Yeah, well, one thing that is interesting, you know, Boston College's pass defense is still very good. And so that that is going to be a challenge within itself. But at the end of the day, it's just such a juggernaut mentality that Clemson, I think, is getting back to having that you just see those guys go go really crazy there. Here, here's my keys to the game. For Boston College, it, it's simple. You have to harness all the emotion, all of, of the, the excitement of this red bandana game. It, mm, it has yep. powers. It has all these different things that we've seen. And you have to go ball out because that that is such an impactful story. It is such an he's a he's a hero. Wells Crowther is is an absolute no hero in the things that that he did for our country that that horrific day. And to see all that in this game, there's a lot that you can pull from that externally. And so I, I think that's going to be a big key for them. Don't don't let it be an emotional distraction. Let it be an energizer. Let it be something that we all come together and accomplish a common goal. For Clemson, it's for to me, it's all about that defense again. Like. Stacked two games in a row. You were embarrassed by Wake Forest. You were called out by the national media, your own head coach. And you go out and put a dominating performance on a really good offense in, in NC State. So I think when you know you, you can do that, you can go against this offensive line that, that hasn't been good this year and just go put on a show defensive line. So are you taking Clemson to cover? Oh, yeah. Do I have to pick here? Um, it's a lot of points. I am taking them to cover. I think hmm, – I'm going to go under two okay? because I don't think BC is going to be able to score. Sure. I don't think they're going to be able to I score. Could, and I don't think Clemson is going to blow them out 50 to zero. I think but, we'll see something like a 31 to seven. That sounds good. Even a 31 to 10 Clemson covers. Yeah. 20 and yeah. a half is not that many points. We From a, from a Clemson <laughs> perspective versus right. an unranked team. Yeah. We've seen, you know, 27 and a halfs. 20 and a half seems kind of low. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm I just talked it. you into it, didn't I? You can take, you take PC, Mac. No, I'm taking okay. Clemson. I'm taking Clemson. <laughs> okay, so we agree on the last two, but we still disagree on FSU and C State. Let's get to our speed round here, Mac. We have three more I games. Think there'll be, uh, there'll Sorry, be some four. disagreements in here. There'll okay. be some disagreements I like in it. here, I think. Four more games in our speed round. Let's roll through them. Louisville at Virginia, noon on ACC Network. Can we also call Virginia the team of mystery? Like, this is team of mystery oh. one and team of mystery two. I don't know. <laughs> what on earth to make of this game. I mean, the fact that, as I mentioned earlier, Brennan Armstrong is dead last in the ACC and QB rating. That is unbelievable. And then on the Louisville side, Mac, you have Malik with concussion symptoms, and he's day-to-day. So that, that makes Louisville even more mysterious for this game. It, it's it, it, This is the craziest game. Yeah. Do not bet money on this game. Do not waste Don't your time. Don't pretend you know what's going to happen in this game. Don't Just lie. Just watch it. Just watch it. Just enjoy potentially decent football. That's what you need to do. And I want to start on the Brennan football. thing. Yeah, just just avoid you know, the ball being snapped and yeah. maybe thrown through the air. Maybe it's caught, maybe it's not. Um, the Virginia thing, it's just crazy to me. I think, honestly, if, if I'm Coach Elliott, his comments have been very strange because mm-hmm. he essentially was calling people out saying that we have a bunch of individuals on this team and we do not 
we're, we're not preparing. Right, like we're not doing the things in. necessary. You're not buying in. And I thought that that was a fascinating piece of this that I didn't really think about until I saw them play. And it's like, okay, I know what he can do. I know the coaching that he has. I know the expectations that he has for his players and his program. Can these guys meet them? Do they want to meet them? Are they okay with barely getting by? And when someone checks you on that, it's uncomfortable. And you're like, I, I, I haven't done this for four years. Well, I, I and was you're comfortable. not seeing results. Right. Well, I think it's a direct result of that. And sure. so to me, KG, it's something where I don't know if those guys right now in the mindset that coach is talking about these, he hasn't called anybody out, but specifically looking at, can they get there? Do they want to be great? Do they want to be on this level or do they just want to have fun, you know, play a little football, move on. And, and you know, that's not the case for him. When I look at UVA, 17 drops, second most, not in the conference, in the entire country, that's, that's affecting his QBR. 12 turnovers, most in the entire conference. That's affecting his QBR. A lot of tip picks right. that guys aren't coming down with. And so, to me, KG, throw the offense away. Let Brennan just sling it around the yard. Because at that point, even if they drop it, you know you're putting your best foot forward where it's saying, our best player is trying to make plays. We've got to get it going. Louisville, I, I just I don't know what to expect. I don't know if Malik's going to play. If he doesn't play... That's like 99.9% of their offense. Don't know what they're going to do. The whole team. And uh, there's just so much talent on that team for them not to be getting these results. And to me, that that's a coaching thing. And so it's going to be really interesting to see the, the very near future of Louisville. All that being said, team of mystery one <laughs> versus team of mystery two. I'm just going with the home team. I'm going Virginia plus three. I, that, that's the I only logic I have here. I also think... You could say, okay, well, Louisville, they had one good game, then they had a bad game. Now they're due for a good game. Right. But because of the Malik factor, I just don't know if I can I can take Louisville here. Yeah, and that's that's what it is for me, too. And if he doesn't play, you know, book it. Right. You know, UVA will run away with this thing. If he does play, it's still who's gonna, what Malik's going to show up. Well, he what practice, offense is going to show right? up so. and practice. So for me, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm taking Virginia, taking the under. I think it's going to be an ugly, ugly football game. But Virginia gets it done. Honestly, though, if you bet on any of our picks, don't bet on that one. Okay, Virginia <laughs> Tech at Pittsburgh, 3.30 p.m. on ACC Network. Pitt is a 14.5-point favorite. Total's 41.5. Pitt is coming off uh, what I would call an embarrassing loss for a team that was ranked 24th in the country, for a team that had and still does have high expectations. You lose an ACC game to a team in your division to Georgia Tech that just fired their coach. Turnovers have been killing Pitt. The quarterback play has been up and down. Um, Izzy got hurt in the Georgia Tech game, so that was really detrimental to them. I feel like Pitt doesn't really have an identity right now, Mac. I don't know what to expect from them week in and week out. Now, Virginia Tech has less of an identity. Virginia Tech, if you can't score on North Carolina, I mean, you really can't score on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be able to score anything on Pittsburgh, right? You'd like think. this defense, you'd think. Um, but crazy things happen. I didn't think Georgia Tech could score on Pittsburgh, right. but here we are with 26 points. But so really, I, I'm, when you look at the Pitt Georgia Tech game, it was the turnovers for Pitt. I mean, the, the turnovers oh yeah. put Georgia Tech no in question. really good situations. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I'm with you in that identity deal because I thought it was going to be a defensive led team right. that had enough veteran players offensively to, to beat guys. And that just hasn't been the case. That you know, Kalijah Kansi has been a bright spot, and that guy went nuts last game. And I think is really going to play himself into being a high draft pick. But overall, I just need to see more. I need to see everybody else contributing and, and making plays. And that just hasn't been been the deal so far. 
Don't know if Izzy's going to be able to play. So if you look at their first game of the season, they had that great running back play from two guys. They're both out. So Davis, you're up. You've got to be the bell mm-hmm. cow. And, uh, you know, maybe Slovis throws it 40-plus times again, which, you know, before I was really happy about. Now I'm like, well, I don't know if that's going to work. And, and so going to be fascinating to see. Virginia Tech is is just bad. I don't know. I, I think I'm taking VT with you the are? points here. I think I am just because I I just don't know where Pitt's head is. I mean, the fact that – But where's VT? Similar – yeah, nothing to lose. Just go out and play, True. I guess. I don't know. Um, you know, with, with Pittsburgh, similar to Miami, I thought those – Silly games that we lose, we're, we're done. I, I thought the culture-wise, we were going to squeeze that out, but that just that's not the case. You mm-hmm. are who you are, and uh, you know. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see two disappointing performances in a row. So fourteen and a half is a lot of points. I'm going to take Virginia Tech. I, I think Pitt wins, but I'm taking Virginia Tech. I'm taking Pittsburgh. This is more of a fade Virginia Tech play, and yeah. I believe in the Nardus. I think that despite the injuries, the Georgia Tech loss. Let's hope it was a wake-up call for Pitt, and they've had a really good week of practice, and, and the pride factor is coming back in for Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take Pitt to cover, but I agree with you, Mac. This game, both the Virginia game and the Pitt game, both those games <laughs> make me very uncomfortable with yeah. that number. We shall <laughs> I'm see. With it. That's why I'm with it. Mac. Whenever someone tweets at Mac, what what happened with that game? College football, y'all. You can try to predict it, but these are 18 to 22 year olds playing football. Okay, Never know. two Never more know. games, Mac, and. Two of the best teams in the league to talk about here, Duke and Wake. They don't play each other, though. Duke is traveling to Georgia Tech, coming off a win. This is a 4 p.m. game on ESPN3. I think it's on Raycom. Duke is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Come on, Duke. Total is 54. (laughs) And this this game is interesting, Mac, because it's, okay, Georgia Tech, you had that win. You forced turnovers. You were able to capitalize. You won one for for Coach Key. All these things. Now, can you regroup and do it again? You are at home. Right. But a good Duke team is coming in. And with all those turnovers Georgia Tech forced last week, Duke does not turn the ball over. No, no. And and, and that's going to be what's interesting is, okay, can you do it without that great field position? Because Duke, exactly. very explosive, very efficient, protects the ball. Those guys are top five in FBS and turnover margin. What a turnaround. I mean, for the Blue Devils and, and you know, this coaching staff Amazing. and these players, the playmakers that are just dominating guys that, you know, I have seen on that roster that I'm like, I just expect more from you are blowing it out right now. I mean, this is this is that final form. This is what I expected, you know, really to see from them when I look at Eli Pancole, when I look at Calhoun and, and some of these offensive linemen that are playing at a very high level defensively, Dwayne Carter and Shaka Hayward and, you know, th- these defensive backs that are playing really well. So it has been tremendous, you know, to see this, the attitude of Duke. I- I, it's just a swagger. I mean, I saw yeah. Shaka Hayward throw Brennan Armstrong around and kind of stand over him. I'm like, is this Duke? Who are these like, guys? You don't, do, you don't do that. Who are, Who is that? Is that Shaka? And uh, it's just a different swagger. It's a different confidence. I love to see that. And as you mentioned with, with Coach Key there at Georgia Tech, we told y'all what could happen when an alumni takes over a program. Mm-hmm. When you have somebody that has been there, bled there, sweat there, cried there, all that in a program as a player, now as a coach, the inspiration that they can really just pull out of that team. Seen it at FSU with Coach Odell Hagens a couple of times. Now we're seeing it with Coach Key. Is it sustainable? Can they keep going? Can you build on that? Or was that just such an emotional high you got it done a week ago? Going to be fascinating to see. I'm taking Duke. I, I think... 54, I'm going to take the under. I think Duke gets it done. I think they're really efficient with the football and, and win the day. I'm taking Duke as well. I think Georgia Tech's going to come down back to earth a little bit. But, you know, if Georgia Tech won this game, 
I, I wouldn't, I mean, I'd be a little shocked. I think Duke, <laughs> their numbers speak for themselves. Their wins speak for themselves. But I'm what I'm thinking of is when they went on the road to Kansas, and I know Kansas, it was a raucous environment, and Kansas is a top 25 team. But Duke didn't look as good. And even when they went to Northwestern, they won the game, but they almost let Northwestern back in it to win the game. So this is another road test for Duke. I know that Bobby Dodd won't necessarily be packed, but <laughs> I still have some concerns. I'm still taking Duke, mainly because I want – a five and one Duke versus five and one North Carolina next week, and winner gets in the top twenty-five. That's that's what I want to see. Let's Come do on, it. KG. I'm all about that. Okay, so we agree on that one. Our final game here, number fifteen, Wake Forest is playing Army at home, seven thirty. Wake is a seventeen-point favorite. The total is sixty-six. Wake is coming off the Clemson game, then the FSU game, and now they have Army. Army runs a triple option. It's a completely different situation. They did play Army last year in a game that Army low-key almost won. That game was crazy, but it was also at West Point. Wake is 4-1 against the spread this season. All of this to say I'm trying to talk myself into taking Wake. I'm taking Army to cover. I think the triple option, I think coming off these two crazy games, I I think that Wake will win the game, but 17 points is a lot. Army's going to be able to control the ball, especially if Wake goes out there and scores quickly. Like they do. Yeah. Give me Army plus 17. But Wake wins. Yikes. I Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm taking Wake. I'm taking Wake. I think these guys are confident. They expect to win. It's I not agree. like we're stumbling. We're not stumbling into wins. I think there's just a different level. And when I saw that run defense a week ago from Wake Forest and what they did to, to Florida State, sure, holding them sure. to 110 yards against a team that averages, you know, 240 a game, I think they're going to be ready to go. I think that was a great prep game, as crazy as that sounds, for Army in regards to what we're going to do defensively. I need to see them be physical. I need to see them play smash mouth, assignment football. Like, tackle your guy. Don't don't try to be a hero and go after the pitch. Quarterback keeps it, goes right up the gut for 60. Tackle your guy, play assignment football, get the job done. And, and I think that's what Wake's going to do. I think they're going to be very technically sound. And offense, I, I think that Sam's going to take care of business. I think that he has been on a tear. Decision-making has been fantastic these last couple of weeks, getting it to these wide receivers that are emerging out of nowhere. I mean, they've got five deep. Close your eyes, throw it up, go see what you want to do. So I think they keep putting on a show. I think 66 is a little high. I'm going to take the under there. I'm I'm taking Wake to cover. I think that Wake's offense will put on a show, but I also think that they won't be on the field that much. Wake wins by two touchdowns. This Army team is not as good as they no, were they're last not. year. They're not. they're not as good. They're not. They, they've struggled a little bit. Um, they've played some good teams. They lost to UTSA sure. by three. The Roadrunners yeah. can play now, Mac. The Roadrunners. That's your squad. So the, the games we really disagree on are Pitt, Florida State, and Army, and Wake. There we go. There we go. We'll see some, some move, it's moving day for me on Saturday. Let's make it happen, guys. Come on. Uh, but that's it from us. Another great episode. Another great weekend coming up. Cannot wait to see how all these unfold. We'll talk about it all Monday. Can't wait. That, that's a big day for us. And love to just break down the entire weekend. But, guys, go get SiriusXM. Get it on your phone. Get it on your car. Do what you got to do to have us everywhere you go. But we also need you to go over to YouTube. Rate, review, subscribe. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Do the same thing. It's always great to hear from you guys. But until next time, we'll see y'all.